Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. I want to talk to you this morning about chasing strays, different kind of, of chasing. Uh, Luke chapter 15 uh, Jesus tells this story. We've been walking through the Gospel of Luke together, and, and Jesus tells them a story. He's trying to create an example and try to help people. Jesus was a great storyteller, and he would use stories to explain a spiritual principle or concept. And so he tells them this story, and he said, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Now, I think when he's asking that, for them, this was a common sense answer, right? He says, won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, here's the spiritual principle. There is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So he's talking about celebration, what causes someone to celebrate. So as Jesus says this, his idea of chasing a stray, first of all, it's common sense. He said this is ordinary common sense. All of you would get this. Now, we don't live in a culture where there's a lot of shepherds and sheep around okay but they did and so this would just be a common thing this is what anybody would do and uh so he said you know you wouldn't just sit there and go well i've got 99 of them you know one out of 99 no big deal he said that's not what they would do every single sheep was really really important to them and that was their job to protect every single one and so if one was lost and one had gone missing and you can imagine how that would amp up the longer the one is missing, you know, trying to find it. And that would increase the level of celebration. The longer it was away and when you finally found it, they would celebrate. So common sense, of course, you leave the 99 and go seek after the one. That one, all of a sudden, is more important than all the other 99 that are together and safe. The second thing is that it's obvious that it's a matter of great joy, right? It's just, it's, it's a celebration. He's going to be like getting in touch with his friends, you know, saying like, hey, I found, you know, uh, you can just see them gathering with other shepherds or with his family going like, maybe it was overnight, and the next day like, I lost one, I can't find, I looked everywhere, and everybody's going, oh no, you know, and finally the next day able to say, I found it. You know, I found the sheep. and The celebration, and he's using that, to say, here's a spiritual truth. <clears throat> like imagine there's this, you know, here's everybody in, uh, there's all these people in heaven, the angels in heaven, whatever, and they're like, here's someone who's strayed away, here's a person, and when that person comes to God, returns to God, repents from their sin, chooses to follow God, he's in like, man, there is a celebration. You know? In a different way than they're celebrating like, hey, uh, guess what? You know, the, these folks all gathered in church today, and we're like, okay, good, you know, good, glad, that's awesome. 
But if one who's been far away from God returns to God, comes to God, then that's like, hey, you know, this is, this is great. I can't rejoice today. Um, squeal today. I was about to and it went, whoo, you know. Uh. So here's some truths I wanted to share with you. First of all, you need to understand something. We all stray. Okay, we, let's make sure that we grasp that we all stray. One of the things that we're, we're trying to embody here in our church as true believers, true followers of Christ, true Christians, is that this is a safe place for people who are not okay. Now, the devil likes to tell people in their head when you're not okay that you should... That he, he puts shame on people and tries to keep them away from the body of believers, from Christians. You should feel shame. Don't go. That's what, that's what the devil does to people in their heads. Put shame on them. But the truth is that that is such a lie because what we all know, you know, when the devil trying to say you can't go there, they're all got it together and you don't. You're messed up and they all have it together. No, no, no. We all know that we all stray. All of us. Every single one of us have messed up. First of all, <clears throat> we each mess up a little bit all the time, right? Regularly, you and I mess up. Sometimes, sometimes you and I have gone entire seasons like big time straight away, right? And all of us have had those seasons of life, right? Every single one of us stray. In fact, Isaiah the prophet wrote it this way. It's a great verse. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Laid on Jesus Christ the sins of us all. We all, like a sheep, have strayed away, gotten distracted, pulled away, done that thing. You ever been walking with your group and you're wherever, you're in the mall, you're walking down the street, you're whatever, and you get distracted by something, you stop and look at something or whatever, or maybe they all stopped and looked at something, and all of a sudden you turned around and said, where's my group? Haven't you all done that? You know, and sometimes you're the one that gets frustrated with the rest of them all the time. You know, either they're stopping all the time or they won't stop with you, you know. Uh, that's a hard thing to do when you're with a whole group of people, even if it's just four or five people, you know. And all of a sudden, and, and we've all, as parents, I, we had four kids. I promise you there's been a time when we've lost a kid, right? You ever lost a kid? Who in here has lost their kid? Look, the whole group of you. What a terrible group of parents you are. We've lost a kid, Right? We straight up lost a kid at Callaway Gardens at the uh, Christmas light thing. We were in full panic mode. And this kid picked out of a stranger that to, to him, he said, she looked like she, I could trust her. That's how he decided. He was about four, you know. She looked like I could trust her. And, went to this, and he picked the right person, 
went up to her. I'm lost. I can't find my family. We don't know how. We're walking along, and all of a sudden, he's gone, you know? Now, looking back, we might have should have kept going. But there's <laughs> a lot happened since then. Uh, but uh, she's not in this service. I can say it safely. You tell her I'll deny it. We're not putting this one on the podcast. Uh, But we've all done it. We've all strayed. We've all lost somebody. It's not like anybody's perfect. I want to make sure you understand that. We all need a shepherd. We all need a shepherd. And we all need a flock. We all need a shepherd. We all need a flock. And, and there's a certain sense of humility in that, that if we understand that, we treat people differently. I do realize there is such a thing as a very arrogant Christian who thinks that they have arrived or are better than whatever or more moral than other and look down their nose on other people. I've experienced those people myself. I don't like it. I didn't like it when I was younger. I don't want any of us to be like that. I want you to be like that. You're not morally superior than other people. You might make better choices than other people in several areas. I promise you there's areas you don't. Right? And, and so when you look at other people, you have to understand. I stray, you stray, we all stray. Now, let's focus in on a couple of things here. First of all, sheep... Without a shepherd are doomed. Sheep without a shepherd are doomed. We have to have a shepherd. Uh, it's interesting that the Lord chose this, this sheep thing as, uh, as an analogy for people and himself as an analogy for a good shepherd. He, he chose this. And it's all through Scripture. I just read to you a passage in Isaiah. You see it in the Old Testament, the New Testament, all the way through. And, and so domestic sheep are in trouble. Like they cannot function, cannot, without a shepherd. There are things that they don't naturally do, cannot do, and will literally die if left to themselves. They're, they're in desperate need of a shepherd. So... A shepherd, to maintain a large flock, a a sheep has to be able to move from pasture to pasture. They will graze in a certain place. And at a certain point, they they have to be moved to another place where there's pasture land. Because they will eat it all up, and then they will stay there and starve. That's how dumb we are. We're, we're like sheep. We don't like change. We don't like to move. We, we like to settle in. But, but what the Lord's trying to say to us, you've got to have a shepherd to take you to the next place that you need to be. They require protection from predators. They require someone to find them when they wander off. Now, they're very social animals. They like to flock together, but sometimes, again, they'll get distracted. They're looking at stuff. They get kind of off. Again, not very bright. And we all know that. I, I'm not saying that. I think, you know, you're, we're all smart in our own ways, but we are all also not very bright in our own ways. I mean, don't you chide yourself sometimes 
for the dumb things you do, right? You're like, Jim, that is so stupid. Like, I, I, I call myself dumb so many times. Like, why did I do that? Like, why did you say that? Why did you act like that? Well, because you're not very bright. That's why, you know, we do those things. And so we need protection. So this picture is really interesting. It's a sheep that obviously needs shearing. So sheep grow wool to protect them from the elements and stuff, but they need to be shorn at least like once a year. There's a cycle to it. And, and this whole process, it protects them. It protects them from weather and stuff, but the, the wool can get parasites and get infested and get disease and all this stuff. And, so, and the wool can be used for, for great things, right? And so they have to be shorn. Well, they don't naturally, it doesn't just naturally occur. You know, other animals do what? Shed. Sheep, no, you got to have a shepherd to do this work, to take them to the place, the market, to be shorn, all right? Now, there's another line, there's a line in Luke that he shares with us in, in chapter 10 where he says, the harvest is great but the laborers are few. But I want to read to you the passage from Matthew because he gives us a little more context when Jesus said this. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 36. He said, when, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, notice, like sheep without a shepherd. That's when he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. So Jesus, in this famous line where he says this about the, the, the harvest is ready and we just need more workers, we need more people to gather in to reach those people. He starts with the idea that as he looks over the people, people who are without a shepherd, he said they are confused and helpless. They will not survive. They cannot. If you don't have Jesus, you do not have a solution to your sin problem. You do not have a solution to your sin problem. And that's not just a, a solution that you need when you die. He's saying, I'm looking at them trying to live, and what I see is people who are confused and helpless. The the lack of direction, the lack of purpose, the lack of solutions for who they are and what they are and what they want, all of these basic things in our life that we try to figure out. Who am I? What makes me happy? What makes me tick? What am I chasing after? All of these things are directed in, a, in the path where the Creator made me when I have a shepherd to guide me. And sheep without a shepherd are in desperate problem. So I want you to understand the desperation of the problem. Because in one respect, if I look at it from the shepherd's point of view, obviously when the one sheep wanders away, the shepherd is like, I'm trying to find the sheep that's lost. But I'm trying to get you to look at it from the sheep's point of view. That sheep that is off by itself and doesn't have a shepherd is doomed it's in trouble it has no hope it will not survive without a shepherd and if that whole flock listen if the whole flock if the shepherd 
wasn't going to look for a while and come back and check on them. If that shepherd wasn't going to guard them and say, if the shepherd left and never came back, here's what you need to know. That whole flock is doomed. Because sheep without a shepherd have no hope. That's something important you need to realize. Now there's a second thing I wanted to tell you. And that is that sheep without a flock are doomed. Sheep without a flock are doomed. Sheep are highly social animals. They like to be around other sheep. They like to be around other sheep they're familiar with. And they find it very stressful to be isolated from their flock. Now you and I, we're on all different levels of a spectrum of that. Right? Some of you like to be alone. Right? I'm, I'm in that category. I like to be alone. Probably more than most. Right? But... Even those who like to be alone a lot need social interaction. We're in a unique place in society from from all the generations before us. Because we went through COVID together. And when we went through that, we learned something. We learned something huge. We learned that we are social creatures. And we learned... Things like FaceTime and Zoom are awesome. They're awesome. I'm glad we have it. I'm so glad because I can see my children who live hours away. Like, I like that. But it is not the same as being in person. It's just not. It's just not the same as being able to be in someone's presence. You feel someone's presence. Much less the ability to touch people. To hug people. I don't know how you guys do, but when I see my kids, the first thing that happens is a big, huge, strong hug. And I I saw two of them yesterday that I hadn't seen in a while, right? And it starts with a big, huge, long hug, right? It's just different. We are social Creatures. Now, some of you are very social, right? Like you, you like being around people. You do not like being alone. You want to be with other people as much as you, you can. So we're all on a big spectrum of that. But wherever we are on the spectrum, you can't get away from we are social creatures. We belong together. I think that's another reason he chose sheep. I don't think he just used sheep because they're, you know, they're dumb. They need a shepherd. That's great. Like there's a, good, a lot of good analogies. But one of the good analogies is they flock together and they need the flock. And the biggest reason that they need a flock is for protection. Sheep are prey animals. They cannot fight. They don't fight. They have no methods of fighting. Right? I mean, they're not like, you know... What do they have to fight with? Oh, those horses, they'll kick you, right? Or they're really fast, they'll run away. Those dogs that are chasing me and Larry, they'll bite you. Right? That, that bull, he'll, he'll come at you and put his horns in you, right? That snake, it's got poison on it. Like, there's all kinds of weapons that these animals have. And these poor sheep... You know what their main protection is? 
stay huddled up in a big wad. So they look like one big organism because the ones that are coming to eat the sheep, you know which sheep they eat? The outlier. They get that one. The one that's wandered off. That's not with the flock. That's the one that's doomed. They need the flock. Peter wrote it this way. 1 Peter 5, 8. He said, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's what Peter said. Peter says the devil is looking for ones to devour. And you know who he grabs? The one that's away from the flock. You need a flock. I'm glad you're here today. This is a flock. That's what it is. It's a church. Being in a small group. You need a group of people who know you. Who know you. You know, just... They know who you are. They know your family. They know your situation. They know your prayer requests. They know who you are. That's what happens in a small group. You're sitting in a circle with people and not just in rows. And they know who you are. And they know what's going on in your life. They know what you're struggling with, what you're praying about. They know what you laugh about. They know where you're going and what's going on in your life. And they take care of you. And we study God's Word together and we figure out how God's Word applies to our life and we flock together. Now, I know some people who say, well, I'm a Christian and I don't need a flock. I don't need a church. I don't need a small group. I don't need that to be a Christian. And I would say, you're right. To be a Christian, you're saved by Christ alone. By faith alone. That's what you're saved. Faith alone in Christ alone. That's it. You don't need a flock. But I also want you to know this. This is what Tony Evans says. You know Tony Evans? He's a preacher. He says, you can be married and you don't have to go home. You can be married and you don't have to go home. But I will tell you something. After a while, if you never go home, your relationship is going to suffer. Would you agree with that? I think that's common sense. Your relationship will suffer. Well, you can be a Christian and you don't have to be in a flock. But I want to tell you something. If you don't ever go to church and you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you don't participate with the bride of Christ and you're not in that setting, then eventually your relationship with God will suffer. It will. And eventually, as an outlier, you are a number one target for the devil to just eat you up you need a flock so i'm glad you're here if you're not in a small group i want to encourage you to get in a small group to be in a bible study with a group of people i want to encourage you to serve to help one another we're committed to each other we hold each other accountable we help each other not to stray because we all stray so we need help not straying. And when we do stray, we bring each other back. We help each other stay connected. And when we serve, we help the whole body of Christ stay together. Some of us serve by 
helping with the younger generation. And maybe that's your jam. That's what you love to do. Well, go teach. Go help. Go hold a baby. You know, go serve. There's all kinds of areas you can serve. I promise you, if you went to talk to Ellen or you went to talk to Marsha, you would, they were like, yeah, I got something you can do. Come help us, right? Maybe you want to help the church all together. Drive a cart. Hold the door open. Greet people, right? New people coming in. Help them. Uh, be one of those people. Maybe you're a behind-the-scenes person. We need people all the time. Wash dishes on Wednesday night. You know? go. Oh, I got an amen on that one. Okay. Wash dishes. There's dogs chasing Larry. He needs help washing dishes. Go Serve in the, serve in the sound team and, and run the screens and do that kind of stuff. Like, you know, if you're, you know, you're a technical person, we need people to do that kind of stuff. Right? Take up the offering. Hold the door for somebody. Be on the security team. Come up here when nobody's here and fix stuff. Help organize big events. Did they talk about the Easter egg hunt earlier? Just do those kind of things. I can't serve every week because my work schedule is I work, I work 12s and, you know, they switch every time. I never know. I'm, I work some on Sundays. Fine. Do the Easter egg hunt. Help with that kind of stuff. Help with camps too. There's always projects and like there are things that you can do, and the reason you do them is because you're not selfish. You want to help the flock. Jesus saved you and helped you so that you can help others. We're a part of the flock, and we're here to help each other and protect each other and and enable each other to follow Jesus Christ. And that's what we do. So jump in and find that spot that you can make a difference. And when someone wanders off, my last point is, chase the strays. Chase after the strays. You know what you and I need to do? We have to leave the 99 and go after the one. Jesus himself said, you think this is a new problem? It's not a new problem. You know, like... I always tell Ellen, like, Ellen, there's never been a church in the world where there's enough nursery workers. There's just never. I've never met a preschool minister that you talk to them and they say, yeah, we have, we have so many people volunteering for the nursery that we have to tell them, no, we'll have to. It never happened. It's never happened at any church ever, right? Never have enough greeters. We can never have enough people helping, you know, you know meet people, come a little early. Like, never, ever, ever have enough people serving the harvest is great this is what jesus said back in his day right this is what he said the harvest is great the workers are few that's what he said so it's not new this is not a 2024 problem right it's always been that way so he's saying to his crew he says i think it's great that you're sitting here listening to me and this is awesome and you're following me but i want you to look out there Turn around. Quit looking at me. Look out there. See it? The harvest is great. They're, they're, it's ready. We don't have enough workers. You need to go work, and you need to pray that God will bring some other people alongside you to help you in doing that. And then he says this awesome thing. He says, when someone wanders off, when someone is out there, maybe they were here and they wandered off, or maybe they're just out there. They had not been here in forever. You know, 
He says, when, when that one comes back into the flock, everybody's excited. There's nothing more exciting. Nothing more exciting. I promise you, everybody in my small group, everybody who meets with me in Deacon's, Deacon's prayer meeting, and everybody who meets with me and the staff in our prayer meetings, every one of them knows my number one prayer request all the time. And it's a person, and they all know that person. And if I ever walked in one day and said, that person is going to church every Sunday and involved in church, every one of those people would get so excited because for months and months and months, that's what I say my prayer request is for. They all know it. When that person walks back in the door, everybody's excited. All of heaven is excited. And that's our job. He said, that's your number one job, is to look out there. You're out there and go, oh, I see one over there in the woods right there. Like, I need to go, hey, come on back. This is what James said, the brother of Jesus, James. And I think it says 15. It's chapter 5. Sorry about that. Chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Doesn't that sound awesome? Whoever can bring that person back, whoever can say, hey, Jesus loves you, Jesus cares about you, Jesus has a plan for your life, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me invite you to church. Come go to my Bible study with me, you know. Let's just talk about the Lord. Like, let's talk about eternity. Let's talk about your problems. Let me, you know, I'm not perfect. We all stray, but I want to tell you, I found an answer. Found an answer. And we do that. And it's really simple. It's not scary. It's really not scary. You worry about it. Yesterday, we, uh, we drove to Nashville. One of my kids lives in Nashville. Hadn't seen him since Christmas. It's mid-February, so we drove to Nashville, and we went up there to, <clears throat> to eat lunch. So we, we uh, met him and went to lunch. And we went to this cool place, a Lebanese restaurant. You ever eaten in a Lebanese restaurant? This place was awesome. And we went there, and he had never eaten there, and he picked it out. We're going to go to this Lebanese restaurant. And we go there, and he said, I picked it out because I asked some people. My parents are coming uh, tomorrow, and it's their anniversary, and we're going out to eat together. Where should I take them for lunch? When, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. That sounds like, you know what that sounds like. He did take us there. But we, yes, I paid. I drove and I paid, but he picked out the restaurant. Let me just, let me clarify. Y'all know how it is, okay. And, and so, but he had two or three, several people said, this, you should take them here. Here is a solution to your problem. You should try this. And we tried it, and it was awesome, right? Can I make sure you understand that when you're talking to people, you're literally only saying, hey, you should try this. I found a solution that you don't know about, obviously. You should try this. And it's not offensive. They might not try it. They might not. They might choose something else. But the person who brings back a wandering soul 
to Jesus Christ. You're doing a great thing. Go chase the strays. They're all around you. And they don't know. And life is hard. Life is a struggle. And sheep without a shepherd are doomed. And sheep without a flock are doomed. So, if you're part of the 99, go grab the one. Go grab the one. Now, if you're the one, and you just happen to wander in here today, I want to tell you, Jesus loves you. And He has an awesome plan for your life. He loves you. And even if you follow Him, you, you'll still, you may still stray. Like you're, It's going to happen. But, guess what? You have a Savior. You have a Shepherd. And it changes everything. Everything. Because He guides you to where you need to be. He protects you and guides you and shows you all of these things that we deal with. The internal things that we deal with. That we struggle with so mightily. He is the answer. And I want to invite you to know Him. We're going to sing a closing song today. And it literally says, turn your eyes to Jesus. The great shepherd. Turn your eyes to Jesus. He is the solution to your problems. I want to pray for you. And then I want to ask you to join with me as we sing together. And then after, after we sing together... I'm going to wait down front, and if you want to come talk to me, you got a prayer request, you got something on your heart, uh, you come share with me, and, and I'll give you some additional guidance or hook you up with one of our other uh, uh, staff members to help you and guide you. But let me pray for you right now. Dear Lord, I thank you that you are the shepherd that gave his life for us. <clears throat> and Lord, I know we don't deserve it, you know, we're just sheep. But Lord, I, I, I thank you for everyone here. And I, I thank you that we have you as a shepherd. And I thank you that we have each other. You know, there's a lot of different churches out there. And probably a lot of us have had a lot of different experiences. And sometimes, occasionally, sadly, some of those are bad, you know. We don't want to be a flock that's judgmental, you know. But one that holds the truth as a standard but with love with love and with the humility that we all stray Lord a, a group that points people to you the true solution for their problems a place that that has the depth the depth of dealing with truth and our sin and Lord, help us to be that for others. And Lord, help us to help each other walk the path of following you. Help us to turn our eyes to you and to you only, the great shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.